Welcome to episode number 79. Yes. Yeah, 79. Good the job. PG 13 est episode that we've ever had. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. I am joined, as usual, by my co host and uh, the, the giggle machine extraordinaire. And that would be uh, the Ironborn Agent Nicole. How are oh, you doing, Agent Nicole? I could be better, but I'm. I'm glad the holidays are somewhat over, and I'm just looking forward to the new year. Yes, yes. Well, let's get through Boxing Day first. Yes. Uh, joining me also is uh, my co-host in life, and that would be uh, Ashes Von Nightmare. Dude, I've eaten so much candy within the past, like, 48 hours. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love Christmas for that one reason. All the candy. Oh, so many candy. candy. Oh, so many a, candies. I have a Milky Way Midnight with me, too. And my mom made these, like, peppermint sugar cookie type things. Mm. So I've been eating those instead of brushing my teeth because that's the <laughs> same thing, right? Like, yes. mint cookies can totally take the place of brushing any, your teeth. Anytime you eat mint throughout the holidays, like, it's okay that you don't brush your teeth. Right. You just eat a candy cane instead of brushing your teeth. Yeah. You know, kind of like how I live every day. Yeah. Uh, also joining us, as he has never missed an episode yet, the producer extraordinaire, Johnny Wolfenstein. And uh, I guess this is almost the new year, so happy almost new year, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Today is, uh, we're actually recording this on Boxing Day. And... Does that mean we have to go 12 rounds, Patsy? Yep. Okay. That's why we're going to be talking about Rocky today. <laughs> <laughs> my money is on Wolfie. Same. I love I'll you, t- but I'll my t- money is on Wolfie. I'll take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... As we teased last week, we have a very special guest today. Certainly the youngest guest in the history, I would say, of uh, of uh, this podcast, anyways. I don't know about any podcast, but certainly the uh, youngest guest in the history of this podcast. I've been dethroned. Yeah. He is the... Uh, how, would we de- how would we describe him? He's got, he's got a... a He's got his real name, but then he's got a he's got a special name. Ashes, what is what is what is his special name that he goes by? Are we talking about his uh, techno name yes, extraordinaire? We yes, we are. Uh, I believe it's DJ Storm. Yep, that is uh, <laughs> that is the pseudonym of uh, Mister Maddie. Don't call me Steven Spielberg. Maddie, how you doing today? I'm good. Are you uh, are you excited to be on the show? Yes, indeed, I am. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking some Kirby, and uh, that's what we're gonna be doing today. Uh, for those of and you, and of course, of course, since Kirby is a child, pretty much you have to bring in a child to talk about a child character. That's fair. That's fair. That works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. technically, we're all somebody's children. Yes, that's true. So, Maddie, uh, what we're going to do, because you're a first-time guest, we are going yeah. to uh, we're gonna do a little thing that we like to call getting into character, where we ask you five random questions so the folks at home can get to know you a little better, maybe uh, you know, learn some things about you without getting too, too personal. So uh, are you ready for your, your five questions? I, I have studied for this test. <laughs> oh, no, this is not a test you can study for. This is the, the, the lunatic ravenings of a, of a demented mind here. So I'm going to give you your first question, and uh, I, I guarantee you that no matter how prepared you think you are, you are not prepared for this question. 
Would you rather fight ten duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Actually, I have heard this question in uh, several forums before, and I would probably say ten duck-sized horses because um, even if they can kick you, they're only going to really kick you uh, in the knees, and you can kick them harder, so you can knock them out pretty much within, like, ten seconds, one second per uh, sized horse, so I'm going to go with the ten duck-sized horses option. All right, that's fair. That's a good call. I'd probably do the same thing. That's some pretty solid logic. Yeah, it is. is. (laughs) Usually people just, you know... Uh, dismiss my my inane questions and you know don't give a whole lot of thought to them but i like the fact that you did that so uh next question this one might be a little trickier would you rather be able to be invisible or fly Ooh, Mm. that is tricky uh i would say uh probably going uh, invisible because then uh, I would be uh, able to uh, uh, get away with uh, <laughs> the video game times. <laughs> well, I think because you know I'm a teenager. Well, I think the only issue is anyway. like you would be invisible, but not like your clothes or like any accessories that you happen to have. Yeah, but you know that might be awkward. That's 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 true. Uh, I mean, if it was like some sort of uh, like, I mean, unless if it was like Harry Potter in the invisibility cloak. Okay. Oh. Uh, and actually, there has been I have heard about this really weird thing where people have kind of. Like taking a glass and like like they have a background and they slide their hand next to the glass and you cannot see like when you're looking through the glass you cannot see their hands uh, going by so it's like we already have invisibility. So like some sort very of light refraction, kind of like the predator. I guess, yeah. Okay. Um. Now this one, this is a question. This is a question that uh, I think a couple people in this room will already know the answer to. What kind of bear is best? What kind of bear is best? Well, I'll tell you one thing. One bear that's uh, not the best is uh, uh, the turkey panda from the new. Uh, uh, Powerpuff Girls, that's not the best bear. <laughs> Boom, roasted! I am unfamiliar with that one. We may have to do a show on that later at some point. You, uh, don't look it up. It is, uh, you'll, it'll burn your eyes out because there's a... No, <laughs> oh, I'd prefer that because the, Because the bear twerks. Oh. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a twerking bear. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's, it'll burn your eyes out. Burn your eyes out. 
Like you will, you will not survive that. Well, I appreciate you taking one for the team with your mighty eyeballs. Oh my god. Nicole's trying to picture it and her eyes are melting. Well I I can I can I can also see it. And it looks like a lot of like the end of uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yeah. Ugh. Whatever you do, don't look. <sighs> well that kinda segues nicely. <laughs> Well, that kind of segues nicely to our uh, our next question. Uh, In which cartoon universe would you want to live? Uh, uh, I would say the one with no Rick. The I would probably say not Rick and Morty because I am not mainstream. Uh, Although I mean. I've heard I've heard of it from my kids because you cannot escape Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, but I would probably say, "Come more, please." We don't have any Kirby because it counts as a cartoon. I guess I don't know. Okay. I guess that's why I wanted to be on the show because. I love Kirby. Well, you know, and that's good because we don't know a whole lot about him. We did some research, but... uh, uh, Oh, my God. Well, he came to the right guy. Well, that's good. He came to the right guy. All right, so we have one more question before we uh, take a quick break. So the last question, Maddie, is... Would you rather be able to explore any planet of your choice? So, like, you can pick any planet, but only one. Or... The entire okay. ocean. Well, okay. Um, you know, I would have to go with the entire ocean because I one, I would it would be huge. I would find some huge discoveries because only five percent. The entire ocean is explored, so I would find a lot of cool stuff, and hopefully no stuff that eats my face out, although there's plenty of that. I'm looking at you, Goblin Shark. (laughs) I love Goblin Sharks. Really? Yeah. They're, uh, they look, they look like demon spawn. They are Creepy. They look like they I have. I don't know why. Like hats on because they have like that brim that goes up over the top of their head. I love that. And then their uh, giant jaws that come out. Oh. Uh, Maddie, not a fan of the goblin out. shark. No, I'm not. Never mention that again. <laughs> but that's a really good answer, though, because I mean we've already found some really awesome crazy looking things in our oceans but like you said only 5% of our ocean hey. has been explored so could you imagine like what we could find like exploring the parts of our ocean that has yet to be discovered yeah like giant sharks maybe I can find sea monsters maybe maybe Aquaman. Megalodons are real oh my god if we found Aquaman and they're still alive I Aquaman hope, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but not like Jason Momoa Aquaman, like old Aquaman no, from the 60s. No, because I can't have another nosebleed. You mean Mermaid Man uh, and Barnacle uh, Boy? Yes. <laughs> the aliens from the abyss. <laughs> I found Bikini Bottom. Uh, well, I tell you what. Uh, well, uh, maybe I could find uh, that, uh, the creature that made the bloop. Ooh, yeah. That, that thing has got to be yeah. huge. Uh, yeah, that thing would, could probably, uh, uh, probably eat my whole house whole. Trust me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, based if on the, the, that big. yeah, based on the frequency and the, the size of the, the creature that must have made the sound, yeah, I'm with you. That thing, that would be cool to find. Yeah. Or, unless, it's, it's a hoax. Unless it's a hoax created by the government, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I, you know what? I probably also find what's that treasure? The dankest memes. <laughs> <laughs> That's entirely possible. Oh yeah. Jesus! Yeah, like entire meme cultures. Could probably be found under there. That's that's entirely possible. Okay. All right. So I think I don't know. With I, mean. <laughs> I think with that being said, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, Maddie is going to school us all on the popular Nintendo character Kirby. And uh, so Maddie, hold on to your uh, to your thoughts, and uh, we'll be right back. Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Hello, this is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank, and when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal. And they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com.
Welcome back. Maddie, I hope you didn't miss us too much during that break. But I tell you what, you have a great taste in music. I was jamming out on some tunes, man. Yeah, uh, I think you would uh, you would enjoy some of that stuff. Uh, that last song we just played was uh, our buddy uh, No Man. He's up in Canada. He does Canadian things. It's pretty awesome. He's got a couple. Well, of you know what? What's that? All the can a lot of Canadians have done great things like uh, uh, Dead Mouse. But not Justin Bieber. I was I'm just going to say. <laughs> I can't forgive them for Justin Bieber. But I, I don't know. The Canadian government yeah, has apologized no. for Brian Adams on several occasions. So, so <laughs> Maddie, you compose your own music, correct? Uh, well, whenever I, well, I, whenever I have enough soul to do that, <laughs> I, but I do, I do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that before we get into the Kirby conversation? So, I guess my type of music is uh, EDM, which is not early day miners. It is electronic dance music. Uh, you know, the Skrillex, uh, Diplo, Jack. <laughs> because that is the way to pronounce it, not Jack Ooh. Jack, that's good to and, know. Uh, uh, but anyways, uh, you know, since I'm, you know, only a thirteen-year-old, uh, I'm not really like, you know, I I'm still trying to do uh, to improve my stuff. And, you know, always learn new things from the EDM community and trying to just see what's popular now. And, you know, one of the things that, for some reason, I like to do is fantasize uh, about me being a famous EDM star. I mean, it could happen. I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I think it's just because I really want people to, you know, hear uh, my stuff, my tracks. I mean, if you do uh, 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 want to... I mean, I think I might be having a SoundCloud pretty soon. So, it'll probably be called Storm or something like that. And just for all you folks at home... Uh, uh, listening in. Uh, first of all, hi. And second of all, uh, uh, my, I'm not called like S T O R M. No, in fact, it is technically spelled S T 15 R M. It's just called O. It's I just pronounce it with an O because uh, I ripped off Dead Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with I mean, a little uh, integrity there. I mean, we all rip off each other in the EDM world. I mean, uh, you know. I mean, the fax machine is nothing but a waffle iron with a phone attached. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Uh, so I'm and, gonna uh, I'm gonna throw something out there, okay? No, and you can do this okay. if you want, 
Um, how would you like to compose something for Throwdown Thursday and we'll play it on the podcast at some point? Well, you know what? Uh, I would actually be very happy for that. Awesome. Um, so, and I think I would be very, I would be very happy to to do that. Uh, Excellent. We'd be we'd be happy for you to do it. Well, and I mean, I guess it's, I guess I, I want to see. Uh, you know, and I just want to have people reach a wider audience. And uh, I mean, I have no idea how many uh, hundreds of people watch your uh, uh, Down Thursday. But I mean, I, I would be very happy to, you know, uh, get uh, uh, have a wider audience uh, than. Uh, 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 my 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 dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would we would definitely uh, expand it to a, literally ten of people. So, you know, we would, and we've got listeners over overseas. Too, yeah, we so have uh, we have people that listen on uh, every continent except Antarctica. So we're working on well, the, you, we're working on well, the, the penguin demographic. Or well, technically, you should also work. Work on the scientists and uh, Lennon Bucks demographic because they all live there. And yes, there is actually a Lennon bus that is facing towards Moscow in Antarctica. You can you can bing it right now. <laughs> oh, bing it! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Whoever uses bing, nobody uses bing. Come on. Well, it's 2017. Who uses Bing? <laughs> Whoever uses Bing. Let me type that into Come Ask on. Jeeves and find out. <laughs> All right, so let's let's. Uh, Wolfie, you look like you have something to say. Uh, I'm on Lycos here right now, searching uh, what Bing is. <laughs> Ge- yeah, Geocities.com. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my god, Geocities. I mean, who who knows Bing? I mean, I'm probably only like. Probably like the only one who even knows. Thing. I mean, come on, come on. Well, I mean, like I don't know but, it personally, but I mean, I know, I know of it. Yeah, he was casual acquaintances. He was, he was in uh, White Christmas. Yeah, with yeah, Danny yeah, Kaye, Bing Crosby. <laughs> Bing Crosby. He did an Crosby. amazing duet with David Bowie. This is true. Uh, yes. So, oh. we are here today because Maddie, uh, Maddie came into into work several months ago and I said Maddie we got to get you on the show if you came on the show what would you talk about and he said Kirby like with without hesitation he said Kirby so that is what we are here to talk about today for those of you who are unfamiliar with Kirby uh he's you a should. he's a little dude and he runs around and like eats stuff and then shoots it out at people that's a very simplistic a, explanation but uh, I'm it's sure it's a little cute pink gumball that's so cute <laughs> so, Maddie, you are the uh, you're the expert here. We did a little bit of research to kind of familiarize ourselves a little more with the character, but uh, you're the one who knows what uh, what's up with Kirby. So, why don't you tell us first why you chose Kirby? Like, what made you decide that Kirby was because you you picked Kirby instantly, like without yeah. any hesitation. Yeah. So, what's what's I the deal? Think, 
one, I think it's because I know the most about the character, and two, it's Kirby's 25th anniversary! Wow. Today? <laughs> well, this year, yes. but it is the 25th anniversary of Kirby, and, you know, I just felt like, what a appropriate time to talk about the cute little puffball. Yeah, um, you know, definitely when there's something that's got, you know, a, a, a momentous anniversary, you know, if it was like the 47th anniversary, it's not as cool, you know. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on uh, on Kirby and like how you first uh, encountered this little pink guy? Well, I mean, I guess my first ever Kirby game is uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, uh, which is kind of a strange game now that I feel about it. Like, what a yarn? You mean like... What a yarn? Like spinning a yarn? Like telling a tale? Like that type of thing? Well, basically, how it is, is... Uh, so Kirby's just, like, walking around doing this thing, and then he saws a tomato, because, of course... Uh, uh, Kirby does like tomato. And then this weird dude called Yin Yarn comes out and he transports him by a sock to, uh, to this world called Petchland. And, it's, and it's everything is made out of yarn because reasons. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, uh, one of the things about... Uh, Kirby is that there's a, a very uh, uh, a lot of interesting things but I do have to tell you there's a lot of characters and a lot of stuff and I I mean like I, I mostly read about the Kirby games because you know, I'm not a 90s kid. Uh, I wish I was. Uh, sometimes I wish I wasn't. But, I mean, I, I never had a SNES. Or, because he has been around, you know, since 1992, so 25 years. Which is, like, a quarter century, which is awesome. Um... And the thing is, in 1992, when Kirby was first released to the public under the title Kirby's Dreamland, or in Japan, uh, Kirby of the Stars is a literal uh, title, which is often his, uh, which is often his name in Japan, Kirby of the Stars, because you know he's an alien. He is because he literally comes from. Planet, uh, which is uh, in the shape of a star, a pop star. And I know, a very weird uh, shape of a planet, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, but in the original uh, game, because it was, uh, you know, it, this was the original Kirby's Dreamland was released on Game Boy, and yes. since Game Boy did 
did not have doesn't have any color like the original Game Boy, not the game color or any of that. Uh, since it was grayscale, they just they they first released the Kirby uh, uh, on the artwork. Kirby was white. Yes. Just uh, which is a bit weird, but. Um. Yeah. Yeah, because he wasn't originally white. Like the the designer wanted him to be a different color. Yeah. Obviously the. Yeah. Well, no. Um, <clears throat> the guy who designed Mario wanted him to be yellow. Jeremy Amato. Yes. He wanted him to be yellow, but the uh, actual designer, the guy who created the character, wanted him to be pink, but couldn't represent it on the greenish background of the Game Boy. Because the original Game Boys, like the big, huge ones, weren't even grayscale. They were green scale, which was even weirder. So they wanted to kind of make it seem like there was some color. But it was also like playing a brick. (laughs) But I wanted one so bad. Well, I'm sure every kid in the 90s wanted a Game Boy. Oh, yeah. As much as they wanted a Furby... I didn't want a Furby at all. Ooh, let's not talk about Furbies. But, okay. So when no, Kirby, no, yeah, let's, let's not the, because... No, go ahead, Maddie. What? I was going to say, go ahead. It seems like we have a slight delay. Well, so, uh, one of the things that is extremely uh, interesting is that... Kirby was not intended to be an original character. Instead, it was just supposed to be kind of a placeholder character that would originally be replaced. But I guess uh, Miyamoto loved the character so much that he decided to uh, keep it. And And the thing is, is that Kirby's original name... Like the original name before he was called Kirby was Popopo. Yes, <laughs> Popopo, uh, which is um, very, um, very interesting choice. Although it is again Japan, and you can you can expect anything in Japan. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, <clears throat> And this kind of explains why uh, Kirby's main antagonist is King DDD. He's called DDD because, you know, Popopo, DDD, makes sense. Uh, Oh, yeah. But actually, Kirby's name was taken uh, not from, like, Kirby was the last name of the lawyer who helped Nintendo, who saved Nintendo from being sued by Universal uh, over uh, Donkey Kong being similar to King Kong. That that did happen. Universal sued Nintendo because Donkey Kong looked too similar to King Kong. 
Uh, but Nintendo, but like a lawyer, John Kirby, uh, who's yeah, John Kirby, helped uh, Nintendo. Yeah, he was their lawyer for a long time. It just that yeah. happened to be like the biggest case. So technically, John Kirby, like he is the namesake for Kirby, and frankly, I think he should get more attention from that. I don't know if he's alive or not, but now, he should get more attention for that. Yeah, Maddie, he's, he's alive. He retired as their lawyer in 2015. I heard something else. Wow. That yeah. he was also uh, partially named for the Kirby vacuums, which would make sense considering Kirby's uh, method of attack. Yeah, was, is eating them, is uh, basically... Inhaling yeah, Kirby's... Them. Yes. Uh... So, uh, okay, so switching gears, let's talk about Kirby's many foes. So, uh, I mean, I'm just going to explain a few that I know. Of course, there's King DDD, uh, the Penguin King of Dreamland. And yes, he's a penguin with a mallet. Uh, very strange. Like most penguins. Rope. Yes. Well, I guess, I mean, I guess maybe this will attract your penguin audience in Antarctica. See? See, this is what we're going for. Uh, Wait, is this pro-penguin or anti-penguin? Because we're going to be split right down the middle. Ooh. Oh, this may cause some controversy in the penguin world. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just, I, I just hope that I don't get... Uh, thrust into the center of a uh, huge drama, Antarctic drama. Uh, that would, that's not, that is not what I wanted to achieve being on this podcast. I did not want to cause penguin drama. <laughs> Listen, we don't usually have really polarizing political figures on, so, you know, tread lightly yeah, that, here. That's true. So, okay, moving on from. King DDD, the penguin. Uh, Meta Knight is uh, another person. He's the same species as Kirby, actually. But to just figure a blue Kirby with a mask and like shoulder pads and and a cape and this and this weird pointy sword called Galaxia. That is the name of Galaxia. And by the way, in the anime, there is an anime for Kirby, and it's called Kirby Right Back At Ya. Yes, that is the actual title. <laughs> that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yes, um, but in the, in that anime, at least in the English dub, Meta Knight has a Spanish accent. That's interesting. I, I have no idea why, but for some reason, uh, he has a Spanish accent. I mean, I guess, like, maybe they were thinking along, like, Meta Knight sounds like Matador for some reason. Yeah, that's maybe. fair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a very strange choice. So, uh, next up is uh, the, the Goomba of the Kirby world, the Waddle Dee, 
which is similar to Kirby, except that he's tan and he has no mouth, which is kind of weird. That's unfortunate. How does he eat tacos? Hmm. But there is kind of like... But the weird weird thing is, one uh, Waddle Dee went full Benedict Arnold and actually became Kirby's friend. In fact, actually, King DDD and Meta Knight, uh, in the older games, they were, like, you had to fight them. But in the newer games, like, for more recent, more terrifying enemies that we'll get to in a bit, trust me, there are some very terrifying ones. Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> uh they're kind of becoming more Kirby's friends, so I guess they're more anti-heroes? I don't know. Uh, the frenemies. Is uh, it because yeah. they like they consistently get beaten by him, and that's why they uh, are trying to join in with him? Maybe, maybe. Maybe Kirby bullied them into becoming his, their, his friend. I don't know. They never really explained it. They just, for some reason, decided, oh, let's make them friends. Uh, but anyways, moving on from uh, the regular enemies, uh, I'm going to talk about the more recent uh, things. So, uh, for the Kirby... Uh, yeah, so Kirby Triple Deluxe... Which is basically, uh, uh, which is basically a ripoff of, which is, which is basically a pun on 3D, because it was released on, for the Nintendo 3DS, uh, that's what I guess they need. Uh, there is, you have to fight a giant bee who rules this very weird sky dimension thing. Uh. Yeah, it's a very, it's a giant bee, and it's, I don't know, have you guys played Triple Deluxe? I've only played Kirby's Dream Land, and I wasn't very good at it, despite it being for beginners. And I've, <laughs> I've only played with Kirby in um, Super, Super Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, I've played that one, too. Yeah, just, 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 uh, I don't know if you know this, but I, I'm a Jax Films fan. Uh, and, uh, one of the things that he's always said is that Kirby, uh, is very good with uh, the damn bee, you know, the, where he becomes a stone and drops everything. I and, find like, that dro- unbelievable. Uh. No, no. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Yeah, and, so, it's kind, it's pretty weird. So this bee... Is kind of weird. It is. Uh, I have it here, and so the 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 story is so. Okay, so the the kind of weird thing is before you like the main villain, you think that it's that is this. Uh, weird spider humanoid called Taranza. Taranza! <laughs> uh, and then 
the Queen Bee. It's called Queen Sectonia. Ah, uh, yes, Queen Sectonia. So basically, she looks like if Queen Elizabeth the First, like with kind of turned into a queen bee and and this bee is like she basically she looks like kind of a normal-ish queen bee except she has like more butterfly wings that are very intricate like she has a crown with a heart jewel and like she kind of wears this like kind of big heart uh, on on her torso, and then like a lot of Kirby villains, uh, uh, they they get transformed into their zombie version, which is often called which is often called uh, X Soul. In this case, the Soul of Sectonia. And believe me, the, a lot of times, like the zombie versions are called like the character's name, and then Soul. And they look like some sort of undead version. Speaking of souls, my favorite villain, Marx. Uh, I can I hope I. I don't know if it was anti-communist propaganda, but Marx is one of my favorite villains. He's basically he. I kind of think of him as kind of like the Kirby's version of the Joker, except a little more weird. So Marx first. Marx is in Kirby's Superstar for the SNES, and he first starts out as this cute little, like, jester thing, which is just bouncing on his ball, uh, his, his little beach ball, and he tells him, you know, and he, and he says, and, and, you know, and he says, hey, hey, the sun and the moon are, are fighting, and I know how to, and if you do all these things, and then go to the Nova, you'll be able to stop them from fighting. But in actuality, it was uh, it was a uh, it was basically one big scheme to basically transform in, into the huge. It, it was basically all his big plan, and then like he he actually gains like all the power, and and then he transforms into the final boss. Okay, so this is weird. So, I don't know if you have him up, but it's like this very weird, like, like he sprouts these very weird wings. They're yellow, and they've got two claws. And then they kind of go up into these heart things with hearts on top, and then they... Like it's very weird wing shapes. It yeah, almost looks like looking, a bat. Yeah, we're kind yeah. of looking at a picture of him now, and he's yeah. he's, he's weird looking. Like the wings yes. are weird too. It's I thought they were like full of candy or something. Yeah, it's just made out of hexagons. And then he turns <laughs> into his soul, and his and his basically he looks like a he, he looks like yeah he's very weird looking, and they and I've always like he's. Pretty much this, you know, mad jester like the Joker. You know, he's like very, like like an evil mad jester. And then he, he actually makes kind of a, kind of a, he kind of makes cameo appearances throughout the series. I just hope they bring him back. And if they do, 
uh, I'm going to say that you, they should get Mark Hamill because I'm sure he would make a, a perfect Marks. In fact, but actually, this is kind of weird. In Japan, they call it Mark. And I'm guessing they called it Marks because uh, they were trying to teach little kids to stay away from the commies. <laughs> That's Just entirely possible. I mean, I don't know how much of a of a threat that was in 1992, but uh... actually, it was not since the Soviet Union at that time. Uh, it was 1995 uh, when uh, Kirby Superstar, and he's actually kind of the yeah, and then in Kirby Superstar Star Ultra. Like basically the new version, he be, he turns again, uh, and he's basically the zombie version. And basically, after you fight him, you cut him in half. He makes this very horrifying scream, and then you've defeated him, and he's gone. Well, to forever. be fair, if someone tried cutting me in half, I'd probably make a, a horrified scream as well. It's true. Yeah, and then and then you get a bunch of coins. No, I don't have any change. <laughs> it's like a pinata. Except an insane jester with freakish back wings pinata. Yeah, like a nightmare pinata. <laughs> and actually, like my, you know, if you paid attention, my laugh is kind of weird, and Marx's laugh is also kind of weird, so maybe they can get me because uh, I'm also an insane. Person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if, if anybody's listening, if anybody has connections, you know, Maddie Berg can do the voice and stuff. So. Well, it's between Maddie Berg and Mark Hamill, and yeah. I don't know who has it. Do you have a good agent? Because I don't know what Hamill's doing right now. Yeah, he's well, probably Mark, not doing actually, much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I well, he did just finish Luke Skywalker and Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Never. I want it. to watch it. Oh my goodness, I hope it's good. I just hope it's not, like, the terrifying terribleness of the prequels. Yeah, but we're not, uh, not going to talk about that. Okay, yeah, we yeah, no, Yeah, no, no. We, won't, we won't spoil that's, that's anything forbidden, for you. That's forbidden territory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, back to Kirby. So I have, I have a couple of questions for you regarding Kirby. Yeah? So... How many of the games have you played, or are you more interested in like the character and like reading about him through the uh, through the manga well, and Wikipedia and such? I kind of read about him. There's actually a, a Wikia fandom a wiki uh, of Kirby, and it's he's got a whole lot of stuff. So it's like Kirby.wikia.com. Uh, and you know you can get a whole lot of stuff, and that's basically how I got him. It's basically how I got like research all it. And but you know I have played uh, Kirby's Kirby's Epic Yarn, uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, and Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, and I want to talk about that next. Okay. 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 So, I'm just gonna brief. I'm just gonna go through the bosses since, like, basically, Marks. I just wanted to talk about him because it's like my thing. And so, the Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Do you know about 
so basically, they kind of made two, like, things where he turns into an art material. They seem like they want to do that a lot for some reason. Like, for... Like he was so first, at one point? Yeah. First, like, they, they made him Kirby in the Canvas Curse, which is basically where he turned into paint. And then in, like, in yarn, and then the Rainbow Curse, he turned into clay. See, reason. I would imagine him as like some sort of like dough material and like like yeah similar to uh, Poppin' Fresh. Yeah, you know, I the guess guy from Pillsbury. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the dough the dough boy. Yes, his name is Poppin' Fresh. I did not know that. Well, you that's because you're uh, not a '90s kid or an '80s kid. Although I I I always known him as the Doughboy. Yeah, that's how most people know him. But yeah, but, I imagine Kirby is that type of consistency, like you know Pillsbury dough. Yeah, uh, but uh, but instead of eating him, you, he he would eat you. That's true. <laughs> okay, but anyways, uh, so this so the Rainbow Curse. You kind of fight this weird clay thing that's basically like the end final boss. It's like the same thing where you like fight. You're supposedly tracking down a, a, a thing where you expect to be the final boss. And that's the same thing. But in actuality, you have to fight a bigger boss. And this and basically what you fight is this weird one-eyed demon out of clay that's... A rainbow. Now, is he a cyclops, or has he had an eye removed through like some sort of unfortunate? Power he is a cy- cyclops. Uh, I, he basically is like the clay demon who wants to turn everything into clay. Uh, for some reason, I I wouldn't. I mean, if I was a clay demon, uh, I would probably first be like uh, I don't know why I'm clay demon, uh, but also. Like, I don't think I would personally make the choice to want to turn everything into clay. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But another another recent one, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, uh, has Magalore. And he's another soul. And he's another one. It's Magalore. And he kind of, you know about the game Journey? Uh, I know the band uh, Journey. There's a game called Jeremy, and the main character looks a lot like Magalore. And basically, he basically looks like what you would get uh, if uh, Jawas had a weird... If basically, like, the the main character... uh, If, like, you combined the main character from Journey and a Jawa... Because he literally has the Jawa eyes. Like, go search up Magalore. You'll find him, like, quite similar to, like, a giant, like, a weird Jawa thing. Because, yeah. And this is like, different he, from Nelson Aguilar, who plays for the Eagles. Uh, yes. Uh, it, it is extremely different. So, basically, like, his, his species is called a Halcandrian. And, uh, which is kind of, I actually, it's called a Halcandron. A Halcandron. 
which is actually a clever pun on the company who actually kind of makes Kirby Hal Hal Laboratories. Yeah, the dog sitting on the eggs. Yes. So I guess that's a fun little Easter egg for you. So basically, he's the captain, uh, but he's not a pirate. The captain of the Lore Starcutter, which basically is a giant space galleon that blew apart, and then Kirby has to find all the pieces. But it, like, he seems like the good guy, but then he, but then he's actually a traitor, and he, and then you have to fight him. Why does he and have a I, belt? I don't know. But Does it you know he's pants up. He's a floating bar. <laughs> Doesn't he look like a Jawa though? Like the eyes. He yeah, definitely he does. does. He's like a Jawa cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a Jawa cat with gear clothes and a belt. Yes, and he a wants belt. to accessorize. Can't blame him. Maybe he just wants to be fabulous. Yeah. yeah okay, and then like, face. and then when he comes like. Then he basically becomes, like, this weird, like, he basically turns into this, like, like, kind of weird version of himself, like, and then he becomes, when he fight him, and then he becomes, like, really powerful, he can basically, like, when you look, when you, like, if you ever, like, folks at home, if you ever binge watch uh, people playing Kirby Return to Dreamland, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of you out there who do that. Uh, you will find that he basic Megalore, like when he becomes like the final boss, he has this giant, like, he, he basically is able to control dark matter. Like, not the actual dark matter, but it will look like dark matter. Trust me. And then, like, yeah, and then after that, uh, he becomes Megalore's soul, uh, which is extremely weird looking, trust me. Uh, Megalore's soul, <laughs> like, like, it's one of the strangest it's even stranger than Mark's soul, which is basically just like a zombie version of Mark's. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Basic- his hands don't attach to his body. Yeah, it's like floating glove hands that are possessed by him. But basically, if you looked at Maglor's soul... Uh, okay, so first... So basically... He, how would I explain him? Is that his little cat ears... Turn it to horns. Uh, his basically like like his this kind of thing transforms into this crown that's very weird, and then he kind of grows a smile that's actually an eye. Yeah, I was Look trying up. to. I was looking at the picture. I couldn't tell if that was like like the way they were drawing his like teeth and tongue, or if it was like. Uh, a third eye, because he's got his little Jawa eyes, but he still gets that weird lower mouth eye. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like... Uh, I mean, maybe it's... Okay. Yeah, it's very similar. And speaking of weird eye things, let me introduce you to Zero. Uh, and 
uh, he does not. He's very similar to Magalor Sorrel, except he's a lot simpler. He's just a white ball with an eye, and he actually does control dark matter because in this actual, because in the Kirby universe, dark matter is actual living beings. They kind of like if you search up dark matter Kirby or something like that, you'll find that they have like these kind of big black eyes like big black things with eyes and little yellow things and if and it's very weird but and what this is probably the most controversial thing about Kirby Zero shoots blood from his eye so he's like a chameleon but like like no kind of like from his like thing like he shoots blood and then, and kind of a graphic thing, and like not too graphic because you know they don't like this. It, it's actually like it was kind of so controversial that they had to rate it like a teen, like like a teen, or I believe, or an E ten plus or something like that. I forget. Yeah, it's definitely creepy. Yeah, and then, uh, and then it, it yeah, the eye like kind of bursts out of the body. And like in this final, in the final phase of the battle, you just fight the eye. Yeah, we're looking at we're looking at some of the pictures now. It's uh, it's weird. Quite graphic, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and you basically defeat him uh, with uh, what's called the love love stick. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going back on this, it's not like okay, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but like the love, love stick, uh, that's a bit awkward. <laughs> yes. Hey, if it works, it works. So, but Maddie. like. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll ask the question after. Uh, it's all right. So, all right. So, when I was thinking about Kirby, I thought of another character that's not in the Nintendo world, um, but has kind of the same similar traits as Kirby. So, in a battle, who would win? Kirby versus Jigglypuff from Pokemon. Oh, my God. Oh. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, probably Kirby because he would eat him. It's true. That's true. So here's here's my question. I heard that when Kirby's like when he inhales people, like it's not just like oh I'm I'm devouring you and eating you. Yeah. Like, there are terrible things that happen. Why do you explain that to us? Uh so the thing is is that uh in the Kirby world, uh you have to eat specific enemies to gain kind of their powers uh like but not wild these because wild these you know they're too basic they're too basic uh they you know they're not uh you know you you don't really want to uh uh like but you know in you know that you can kind of get like specific powers like not just like the like kind of like you know how you know the power like the power things that you can eat and in the Mario level 
in the Mario universe, you know, where you can eat like a kind of a leaf thing and you can fly and all that. That's basically the same thing except swapped out like edible items with uh, enemies. So, I mean, I mean, some people kind of think, kind of go a bit dark on that, but, you know, they're enemies. I guess they deserve to be eaten. Do you eat your enemies? Uh, no, because I would get arrested for cannibalism. <laughs> well, and, you know, if they deserve it, I'm sure it would be okay, right? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, um, you, you just, you've just brought it to a whole new level there, Pat. <laughs> well, look, I'm just going by your logic. Uh, well... Do you think? I mean, do you think cannibalism, like people, should be lenient on cannibalism because it's less wasteful? <laughs> why? Why do you have to go, take this there? I just want to talk about Kirby, not. not yeah, not, Why are you gonna bring not, it to not a dark the, place? Not the lo- Not the like. Like, if cannibalism's right, for Pete's <laughs> sake, this is something to be talked about. Uh, at the Christmas dinner table. <laughs> we did. We had our enemies. They were delicious. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so I guess the last enemy uh, that I think is worth is worth is worth excuse me, worth uh, mentioning I guess before I talk about uh, the last enemy, uh, so Zero also has a, uh, kind of a soul form, but it's more Zero, it's called Zero Squared, and like he, and Zero, zero Squared, or sometimes Zero Two, is kind of very weird. Uh, because because zero squared is almost like an like zero's like kind of basic blob thing, except he kind of grows a spike, a cactus spike on the bottom, uh, a band aid, uh, and then like a halo, I guess because he's now an angel, but his wings are very weird because they basically grow from like one to one white little thing on the on like his on his like near his body uh to three and then to like two red things for each of the three things which basically are like goes to six red things it's in Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. And again, there's blood. Yeah, it's I not don't know what you see a lot with the, with the uh, kid-friendly Nintendo games. Yes. Uh, I guess I guess Miyamoto wanted to... I mean, I guess... I mean, I don't know. It's very weird. Okay. So, I guess the... I mean, there's plenty of... Very interesting, uh, f- uh, f- 
like very weird uh, enemies that we could talk about. But but just in the interest of time, uh, I want to talk about uh, one of the recent uh, one of the recent the most recent game, which is Kirby Planet Robobot, in which you get to literally have Kirby in a mech. Which is, I was like, like, how awesome isn't that? Kirby in a mech. A giant mech. That is pretty awesome. But, you know, the main enemy is a corporate CEO. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. His name is Max Prophet Haltman, uh, the CEO of Haltman Works Company, uh, which basically the goal is to basically make it, to basically automate everything. Uh, I guess <clears throat> I guess that is why. Uh, well, I guess that is something to be talked about with the whole automation and everything. Man, I don't know why, but trust me, um, Haltman does not look like the current president of the United States. Uh, but instead, he kind of looks, he kind of has, you know, a short little dude uh, with a giant mustache. And, like, he kind of goes around in this kind of gold mech suit again. But then, once again, uh, actually, he's not the final boss for some reason. Uh, instead, yeah, you fight a, a supercomputer, uh, which is called Star Dream. And basically, once he, what he does is basically turn everything in the entire universe into robots. So very similar to the plot of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I guess. I mean, but basically you get, like, it's basically like, he's basically like another Kirby's version of Hal, because he's, because he's basically a, Real, he's he's a real jerk. I mean, he's not as jerky as Hal, but he is very much jerky. And basically, you and you basically for the final boss, uh, like when he kind of he basically like like the Kaltman Works Company is basically is headquartered in a very giant mothership. Which is basically, you know, basically kind of like the Death Star, except with legs and and like it's basically like the Death Star with legs. So like the like Leg it, Star. <laughs> it's called the Access Arc, but it, you know, it even has a giant laser. Ooh. Well, you can't have a Death Sphere without a giant laser. I mean, that's just that's true. That's just silly. and that and then basically Star Dream plugs himself in and basically takes control of this uh, Death Star thing. And then uh, it basically kind of turns into this, like, it's pretty much similar to uh, 
the Galactic Nova. But then, uh, like, because, you know, uh, like, you have to kind of fight the Galactic Nova before you fight Marx. And then, like, you kind of, you kind of, after you kind of, you basically go into his heart and try to defeat, like, the protection, the security systems, like, that, like, protect his heart, and once you do that, you basically you've uh, kind of destroyed, I guess, the Nova, and that's basically the same thing that you do, and then, but, and, and act, but instead, uh, you fly uh, the Halberd. The Halberd is Meta Knight's uh, personal ship, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and, and, yeah, so that was, that basically wraps up what I wanted to talk about. All right. Well, I, uh, I definitely learned a lot today. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I, I did school you a lot, but. <laughs> you did, uh, you, you did. You did, you did. There was a lot of the stuff I didn't know. Yeah, like, you know, it's just kind of weird. And, and some of the things is, is, uh, very interesting. Like, you know, like, one thing, like, you know, you don't really, like, I, I don't know if Kirby Right Back At Ya is, uh, available on Crunchyroll. I mean, it, it might be. I mean, it would be cool if it did. I would probably need to contact them if it didn't. I, I, but I don't know. Uh, and then, like, the fact is, is that he, like, he appears a lot uh, in Japan. He's because he's basically kind of like, like almost like Nintendo's uh, almost mascot kind of mascot kind of. Because, you know, the technical mascot is Mario. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he's kind of appeared everywhere in Japan. Like, uh, you know, Kirby, since it's Kirby's 25th anniversary, there's kind of been a lot of special things. And and indeed, in his 20th anniversary, they did a lot of special things. He kind of, there was a Kirby costume. And then... You know, there's been actually, you know, there's actually been a very interesting thing where, I don't know how to say it, but, uh, you know, they've, they've literally made a cafe, uh, a, a Kirby cafe that's not actually owned by, uh, Nintendo, but yeah, it's a literal cafe. I've never been to Japan, uh, but yeah, there's such thing as uh, uh, you know a, a Kirby pancake, uh, a DVD pizza, uh, a pop star curry, uh, like, and a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, there's, and then like there's a 
there's just been a whole lot of stuff that's like and I definitely don't think that Kirby will be I think Kirby will be around for a while. I mean, yeah, anytime I mean, you have a character that's so massively popular or a franchise that's so massively popular, you're going to have like yeah. everything. I mean, look at Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, you have, you know, you can go out yeah. and get an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like there's just like so many yeah. things you can get. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the Kirby Cafe because um, there's actually a Hello Kitty food truck. Um, it's called the Hello Kitty Cafe. And there are a couple of them that make their way around uh, the United States. Um, it's been in Boston a couple of times. So I'm really? curious, I'm wondering if maybe the Kirby Cafe, if it g- gains you know some more popularity, that they may do the same thing with the Kirby Cafe. Maybe they'd be like a Kirby Cafe food truck you know, on the tails of the Hello Kitty food truck. You I know? wouldn't be surprised. Well, actually, uh, I just... But the thing is, uh, there actually is, they kind of not really, uh, Nintendo did, does own it. There is three, there is one in Osaka, one in Nagoya, and one in Tokyo. But unfortunately, the Kirby Cafe is closed. Oh, I know. I mean... I, I maybe maybe if I get in touch with Miyamoto someday, I'll I'll make sure to uh, get uh, say that the Kirby Cafe should um, come to uh, Boston, and maybe you can serve up Mark's lobster. Oh, there <laughs> you go. That would be. I would. I would. I would be. I would be interested in how they would take that. Um. Yeah, like maybe lobster with a jester hat and his weird wings made out of corn and the cob. It would be interesting. <laughs> it would be interesting. I mean, I don't know. I'm just theorizing. Maybe if I... But I mean, definitely... Uh, I Although, probably is because they are... Nintendo is is going to build an amusement park. Uh, well, kind of not really, like, it is in Universal Studios Japan called Super Nintendo Land. I'd go to that. Which, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mario, uh, Legend of Zelda, and Kirby. Yeah, the three um, main franchises. I mean, maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Well, I'm sure there'd be more stuff, like the, the, I'm sure it would be riddled with Pokemon. Oh, uh, Yes, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Pokemon Go stops. <laughs> With people dressed up in costumes and such. Yeah, well, I mean, they already do that in Japan, but I guess the... I guess, I mean, I was... I guess... I mean, I I think... I mean... I Kirby's 25th, uh, I guess... You know, will be celebrated a little bit more this year uh, since we're kind of talking about Kirby s- stuff. But I tell you what, I'm I'm looking at the prices for some of the stuff, and uh, some of the stuff is like, you know, s- s- one thousand yen. 
I don't know how much that costs in American dollars. I hope it's not too cheap. Yeah, I don't know what the conversion is. Probably like, like five dollars. No, it's well, I hope more not. than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like Kirby is kind of. I mean, I guess for me, Kirby kind of fits with Japanese culture because Kirby kind of em- uh, is kind of. Uh, Nintendo's take on the kawaii culture, the cute culture, basically, because, you know, Kirby, you know, he is fundamentally based on cuteness. And basically, like most of the characters, except for Zero's uh, weird blood thing, and but most of the stuff, I mean, I shouldn't... I mean, I guess I should mention Wispy Woods, but basically all you have to know is that he's a tree that will blow blow you away, literally. Uh, what was what was it you were looking at? That was a thousand yen. Uh, the pancake. Oh yeah, that's uh, eight eight dollars and eighty three cents. Oh well, I guess. I mean, holy. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's... That's quite the exchange rate. Yeah, I guess it's not too bad. But I guess, you know, it seems like um, America, you know, I think it kind of more fits with Japanese culture because there is a lot of, like, you know, the kawaii culture and all that, because he is a very, you know, he's basically the, like, Nintendo's take on the kawaii culture. And as I, as you can clearly see, it's been a huge hit. And I just hope that they keep on doing it. Maybe they, um, I mean, I would, I would certainly love I think you would. I think anybody in America, I think any location in America—New York, Boston, LA—for like even because you know, I I think, but I just think it's more because Kirby is more Japanese because you know Mario. Because in a weird way, kind of different cultures have adapted this thing. And, I mean, Kirby is certainly popular in America. But Kirby's more fit, like, more Japanese culture. And Mario's more American culture. Because, you know, Mario, I mean... Mario's an Italian pumper from Brooklyn, so he's basically an American, uh, uh, just with a very weird Italian accent. Visible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is a very, uh, I guess Kirby has always been a fascination of mine because I, I kind of like stuff. That's a little less mainstream. I mean, I, there's certainly some stuff like Star Wars 
and Minecraft and Lego. I mean, I used to play Minecraft, but... Eh. Too mature for uh, that now? I guess too mature, and I've kind of... I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really not... I... But, you know, there is a lot of stuff that I like that isn't too mainstream. I mean, like, I mean, hey, I'm I'm on your podcast, and I mean, even though it's not mainstream, I'm still very much enjoying it, and I do want to come back. Well, excellent. We'd love to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that most of the popularity with Kirby is that it's more appealing to Japanese culture, which is fine. I mean, Nintendo is a Japanese company uh, with a very long history, like over a century of history. Yeah, when they started as a trading card company. Yeah. And, I mean, they've always uh, tried... I mean, I I just kind of find it incredible that they come from like this weird like rural Carl card com- company from Imperial Japan into like one of the most popular into making some one of the, some of the most popular video games of all time and i mean with such a huge audience they kind of have to balance it out because definitely you know Kirby does like is more like with the kawaii uh, part of Japanese culture, but also, uh, you know, you can kind of sense, you know, that's kind of like some of American culture, you know, the like superpower, you know, you know, because like sometimes, you know, like with the triple deluxe, like Kirby's more like. You know, like, like, for some reason they kind of made Kirby more like. For some yeah. reason, I guess that's. I guess it's smart to deal with the like that part of American culture, you know. But I just got to tell you, I am a like many people out there, uh, a big fan of Kirby, and you know. I definitely want to hope that he continues for a long time, you know, and I'm just, like, for some reason, the cute little guy has always found a place in my heart. Well, that's good. I mean, once you find something that you like, you know, like, there's there's something to be said, especially for a character that has, you know, as long a history as Kirby does and so many different, like, spin-off media. So there's always something new to discover. Like, you, you know, you haven't looked at everything. You haven't read everything. You haven't played all the games. You know, there's so much yeah. more to it. Right, and it's so visually appealing, and they've definitely kind of kept up with the times as far as the games and stuff go. Um, yeah. You know, in, in kind of bringing Kirby into, you know, 2017 with you know, updated graphics and, and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I definitely see Kirby um, having 
staying power. I, I think that, you know, yeah. you're not the only one who loves him. I know a lot of my friends love him as well. And part of his appeal yeah. is the fact that he's so cute. And like the other characters yeah. in the game, they're so cute and it's fun to play. But, you know, at the same time, it's challenging enough where, you know, it, it makes it rewarding to play as as well. And... I think that um, I mean I learned a lot today. I mean I thought oh, I yeah. thought that Kirby was the Pokemon, <laughs> the little Jigglypuff guy. So I learned I learned that that Kirby is not a Pokemon, that he is his own thing, own little creature, yeah. own little entity and stuff. And um, yeah, I'll definitely be looking out for him and seeing if I can uh, get my hands on one of the classic Kirby games. Yeah, I yeah. have my sweet I mean, uh, Game Boys. Yeah. So. I I think, you know, it's kind of like, you know, with every game. I mean, like like Mario and Kirby start out as simple sprites, but now look at them. Like, Mario is, like, like although he's basically stylized, he's a lot more realistic than, you know than he's ever been and so has Kirby. I mean Kirby almost looks like he he could be real. And, and you know and he's so cute and he's tubby and he likes to eat and I'm tubby and I like to eat so you know true. it's mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well I think with that being said, uh we're gonna go ahead and start to wrap things up. Uh yeah. Maddie, if you wanna hang out with us to the end of the show, that's up to you if you're uh i don't know what your uh your bedtime schedule's like but uh, oh you know since i'm out in winter vacation i don't think my uh my parents will still mind because you know i'm 13 i'm, I'm still because uh you know i i i, I mean i i can stay until the end of the show okay. i mean i don't i don't think my parents will mind okay all right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead we're gonna uh we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to wrap things up, uh, let you know what we're going to do for next show, and uh, you know maybe we have some more surprises. So All right. we'll be right back. Fueled by Tacos, Beer, and Bloody Marys, the only show featuring Baby Jesus with a nail gun, the pride of PA, and the show with the eye of the tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Punch Fire. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Alicia. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and punchfarm.com. Keep on punching! <laughs> Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. And we're back, and we've got uh, we've still got Maddie here because uh, it's winter vacation, and there ain't no such thing as bedtime on winter vacation. <laughs> so, all right, Maddie. Well, you know, I definitely want to uh, thank you for uh, 
coming on the show today and enlightening all of us. Like, because there was a lot of stuff that I had no idea. I thought right? Kirby you was just dropped like a, some serious Kirby yeah. knowledge. I thought he was just like this cute little dude that like ran around, you know, cannibalizing all his friends. And you know, <laughs> you showed us that there's a darker side to that. So, oh, I, I well, thank you for um, inviting me to this show. I mean, I, I'm definitely uh, happy that you're that you invited me, and uh, and we will, we will certainly I'm, do this again. Yeah, I I do want to do this again. I was it was it was very fun. It, it is a very f- fun thing. I mean, well, it's funny because usually we're. You know, we're trying to decide what we're going to do. Like, sometimes we don't decide what we're going to talk about on the show until, like, a couple days before. But we've had this planned since, like, August. We've known that <laughs> yeah, you were going to yeah. be on the show. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad we were able to finally make it happen. And, uh, you know, we teased this last week. You know, let everybody know that you were going to be on. And, uh yeah, we'll definitely do this again. Maybe at some point we can actually uh, we can get you to come down in studio. I mean, I know you guys aren't super close, but maybe after work, you know, you swing by. You know, maybe you're there with your dad. You come by. You hang out with the studio. You know, we talk about whoever. I don't know. You know, we'll we'll play it by ear. But yeah, we'll definitely have you on again probably sometime in the summer when uh, when also bedtime is not an issue. If yeah. you haven't become a massive rock star by then. Yeah, this is true. In which case, we'll be on your show. Rock star DJ. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I am definitely um, uh, interested. I definitely do know uh, a f- fair bit of knowledge about quite a few uh, interesting uh, nerdy subjects. Well, that's oh, what we're well, all we about. We love interesting nerdy subjects. Yeah, and I mean, I would definitely want. I am, I am definitely uh, all of, uh, like. I do want to come back uh, to the sh- to the podcast, uh, and I, I like it was. It's a very wonderful. Uh, Experience. I mean, I've never. This was my very first podcast. Actually, I've never been on a podcast before. So good. So when I you're mean, famous, we can say we uh, we got gave you your start. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he knows what's up. All right. Well, Maddie, again, thank you. Uh, what are we doing next week? Well, next week we are going to do our 2017 character wrap up. We're each going to give you. At home, our top five characters of 2017. Yeah, it's going to be I hope, fun. I hope that Kirby's number one. Oh, well. <laughs> well, Kirby didn't on, debut in 2017. Kirby didn't come out this year, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, but, you know, Kirby is an oldie but a goodie, goodie and he's definitely, uh, and he's definitely far from over. I agree. And since it's it's 25th anniversary of Kirby, and I, I think it's pretty good that we got him in for you know for a quarter century of Kirby. Absolutely, which, which is kind of amazing. 
All right. Well, well I, I mean, I was gonna say I think with uh, with that being said, we've been uh, we've been going pretty long, so I think we're gonna yeah. wrap this up. Before we go, though, I just want to put out there that we are still doing our first annual throwdown for charity. Uh, I know we said that we were going to stop it on Christmas, but we've decided that you know, with the craziness of Christmas and everything, we are actually going to extend it till the end of January. So the prizes will be posted on January 1st uh, for the official rules and stuff. Definitely check out the Facebook page um, uh, or on, on Instagram or Twitter, pretty much yes. wherever we can be found. Pretty much all social media that we have. Um, get out there, do good stuff, take pictures, and uh, let us see win what prizes. you... Let, yeah, win prizes. Let us see what you're doing. Uh, hey, I mean... Definitely, I mean, uh, I mean, around the holidays, even even during New Year, it's always a good time to donate. I mean, a whole. I know that you know a whole lot of people, like even from around my, even from around the area, like they definitely need. Uh, some help over the holidays and you know i am and you know i am certainly in favor of uh charities and i mean so what is the charity for it's for uh, everybody who wants to donate to any specific charity that they want whether it's fostering kittens or getting coats for oh. poor kids yeah so what we're asking are awesome friends and listeners to do is just go out there and either donate some money to your favorite charity or get out there and actually physically do something and then send us a picture. It can be a copy of your donation receipt or a picture of you, you know, donating your time or there's a whole plethora of things that you can do and send us a picture and we will put you in a drawing for one of our fabulous prizes and the reason why we haven't posted the prizes yet is because we're still getting prizes in like this is crazy yeah um, we have. so oh, that, we will that's that's definitely good yes. so we yeah. will post the prizes on january 1st and then you will have until january 31st to go out there do some good and send us some pictures. Like, what better way to start off the new year? You know, kind of new year, uh, good karma, spread the love. Yeah. Um, you know, Twenty eighteen, new yeah. year, new new me. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you know. Um, so get out there and do some good stuff, kids. All right, and yeah. I think with that being said, we are going to go ahead and see, see you, you next, next Thursday. Thursday.